0: You're listening to the Real Estate Investing Podcast with Dante Belmonte, here to help you start or continue your journey in real estate. Each episode, we bring you a different expert real estate investor who will share the secrets to their success so you can learn and benefit from their experience. Let's jump right into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another show for the Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Dante Belmonte. Today, we have Kata Walters on the show. Please go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Carter Walters. Um, I am known as the Model Investor uh, on Instagram. Um, I, As you may have picked up from my accent, I am from New Zealand. Uh, I've lived in the States for 10 years, and I've been investing for the last three years. Um, I've been a model for 22 years. Uh, so I still do that on the side, but I'm trying to move more into real estate full time. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about who you're going to be listening to tonight.
0: Wonderful. So a few questions, right? So as we jump in a few questions for you, yes. first off, how did you end up from New Zealand to New York and how did you end uh, up starting investing in real estate in Syracuse, New York?
1: Yes. Uh, very random, isn't it? Um,
0: very. <laughs> so, uh,
1: I was actually, so I left New Zealand when I was 18 year old, 18 years old, I went to Japan, um, on a modeling contract. Uh, I was in Europe before that. And I, I spent 10 years in Japan actually modeling there full time. Okay. Um, and I had always dreamed of kind of going to the U S and, and living in New York. And of course, modeling's a big deal in New York. So, I decided actually when I turned 30, so it was quite late in my modeling career, I decided to move to New York and give modeling a shot over here. Um, And that was 10 years ago. Um, And so, uh, you know, how I got into real estate was, it it was really in a way like a necessity for me because of course, as a model, it's very difficult. You know, I didn't go to university. Right. uh, I was modeling from the age of 17, so I I I finished you know high school and then I went straight overseas, and so it's very hard as a model to know what you're going to what the next step is. You know, it's usually usually only model for a few years. Luckily, I'm I'm you know I've had a long career, but I was like I don't know what I'm going to do. I looked at interior design. I was always interested in property. Um, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I looked at a warehouse and I saw this vision in a small town in New Zealand to turn this warehouse into like four different apartments. But my parents were very conservative. They didn't want me to take on a mortgage or have any debt. So I kind of kind of forgot about real estate and, and property, um, had a stock portfolio, didn't understand it, didn't like it, not, not, nothing against the, you know, the stock market, but I just didn't have the control. And, and so it wasn't your style. Exactly. I was, I was like, this is the time I have to do something. So I started looking at rental property investing, you know, how I could use the money that I'd saved as a model before it, it, you know, before I spent it all living in New York's expensive, I needed to start making my money work for me. Because it was just going to sit there and modeling, you know, it has this, um, you know, there's a time, there's a time on it. So, I, yeah, basically, I was like, right, where am I going to invest? It all happened really quickly. Kind of a rocky mistake. And for the listeners out there, I was like, right, I'm going to buy a rental property, and I'm just going to look at. I'm just going to Google a few things online and let's see what markets are the best to invest in in 2016. This is back in 2016. Okay. Read some articles, bought, you know, went to Barnes and Nobles. I bought like every book on, on real estate investing. Yep. And I was like, I have to learn, I have to do a crash course. I'm very kind of type A. So when I decide to do something, I kind of, I become obsessed with it. It was like 24 hours reading, learning, Right, I'm going to buy a property. I settled on Texas because I read a few articles in a Forbes article, actually, um, you know, very high appreciating areas. And like I said, rocky things. I didn't understand that actually cash flow is
2: right.
0: What uh, cash uh, flow was? I, and- I
1: was kind of like, oh, right, this is awesome. I can I can buy something in Texas. It's going to go up like ten percent. This is great. So, um, but I mean, you know, I. I bought something about four or five months later. Uh, bought a nice, nice property. I paid asking price for it. It's a hot market. Another thing that I didn't know anything about.
2: What type um, of property was
0: it?
1: It was a single family, three bedroom, two bathroom, nice little Fort Worth, Texas,
0: okay. a lot of
1: developing. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was oh, a yeah. solid little deal. Um, but you know, it's, it's, not, it's not cheap over there compared with Syracuse. You know, right. I can, my money goes a lot further in Syracuse, New York. We can touch base on that. But to cut a really long story short so I don't babble on, I <laughs> kept the property for three years. I sold it earlier this year, actually. Um, I had perfect tenants. I had two lots of tenants in there. They paid on the first of the month. There was no damage. I had no repair, calls, maintenance. The, the house dream it was a green tenants. I mean, it it couldn't have been a better first a, a better introduction into real estate for me. You know, I was really right. lucky. It all went really well because looking back now, I probably made I could have ticked the box on everything not to do as a real estate investor probably, but you know what? I took that step, I learned a lot, I could have overthought it for two years and you know i wouldn't be where i am now so i mean luckily it didn't cash flow well i think i made about 150 200 and i know it's not horrible in some you know some people might say that's not like terrible but i had a lot of money tied up in it because it's expensive to buy properties there so my return on investment was not good um but i i sold it yeah like i said in the summer I, I purchased the property for one sixty. It was just with a twenty percent down conventional loan. I sold mm-hmm. it for two hundred thousand.
0: Okay. Uh, so not not bad. You still, you know, yeah. in, increased the uh the value of the property. And then exactly. how did you how did you get into the Syracuse market?
1: So, you know, I get the I get asked this a lot and I try, I'm trying to pinpoint the exact moment that I decided to go for Syracuse, but basically I started to really research. I needed to pull, you know, I needed to make my money go a lot further for me. And I was looking for a cash flowing market. Right. More than a hundred to $200 a month. Exactly. I was like, right, this is ridiculous. Now I have to really, you know, I know this is something I want to do. I have to really start looking into this a little deeper. So I also wanted to be slightly closer to the properties. You know, Texas—it's out of state. I'm right. still an out of state investor now. You know, I live in Jersey City. My properties are in Syracuse. It's a good mm-hmm. four or five-hour drive. Yeah. Um, but it's still—I can be there in less in than a
0: day's time. time. Exactly.
1: You know. Texas—it was—it's was just a little far. There's different rules over there. Um, uh, you know. And so I think it was. I'm just trying to think. Uh, I think. My divorce attorney had put me on to that's a whole nother story. Um <laughs> had put me on to a friend of his who was investing upstate New York. We started talking, um, I started researching cash flow and then I came across, you know, Rochester, Syracuse popped up, uh, Utica, Ethica, you know, these smaller upstate towns. You' seeing these numbers, even. you're like,
0: oh, where are these places? You know, I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> I'm like, I can buy something for 60,000." That's crazy, you know, so. And it'll um, make you money. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I mean, two completely different markets. I mean, I went in there, I bought two properties quite quickly, back to back. In nicer areas of Syracuse, I've started to kind of move into slightly, I would say, you know, my first two properties were, in, you know, B, B plus kind of neighborhoods. Right, I've, and then you started moving, lower I've class. started moving a little further into the seas and into the rougher neighborhoods. Um, okay. That's probably a whole different conversation, but um, I mean, Syracuse just made sense because I could, you know, I was really just starting to make the cash go a lot further and the buy in amount that I could afford at the time. And that's another thing, it's like, you know. I, I don't have a 401k. I was just saving, you know, until recently when I started bringing on private investors, I have been using my own savings um, and just money that I've made from from modeling over the years to, to invest. So you really- Yeah, it's
0: it's very, yeah. it, it, like our, the Syracuse market, your, like you said, your money goes a lot farther and it's true. Yes. Um, you yeah. can buy property for- you know, fifty cents on the dollar versus somewhere else, and you could see it perform. And again, I'm sure you see this living down in New York. You know, we we buy over here for cash flow and not appreciation versus in New York, people buy exactly. for appreciation. They have yeah. cash flow just to hold on to the property yes. and uh, and make it for the steady run. And that's why the Syracuse market is so competitive. I think too, there's a lot of uh, area investors. Um, that's right. I, where we've where I fr- seen
1: a lot, haven't we? The last couple of years, especially. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah most definitely. Yep. Yeah. So talk to me what it's like, um, it, well, first off, how often do you go back to New Zealand?
1: Uh, not often enough. Um, <laughs> I think that will change, though, because Air New Zealand uh, launching this coming October, a direct flight from Auckland, 17 hours straight into Newark. But, I mean, once you're on the plane, it doesn't matter, right? So I think it, I'm hoping it'll be a little cheaper. Normally, we have to fly to L.A. or San Francisco. Then we connect. Then mm. we get the flight from LA. So I try to go once a year. I was just there over Christmas. Um, it costs a fortune to fly there. I I almost prefer people to come and visit me. Like my niece is coming this year. My mum came last year. Um, it's just really far and I hate flying. It's even, you know, I'm getting on a plane on Thursday to fly up to Syracuse to close on a property and I'm in the air for 45 minutes and I'm like, get me out of here,
2: Yeah, um,
1: (laughs) which is crazy because I'm going to have to do 17 hours at some point, but yeah, not often enough Dante, but
0: that's
1: part of being away, far away, you know?
0: Let's uh, let's dive into your investment strategy. So tell me what you're yes. looking for when you're purchasing properties in this area. What are you looking for? What are the numbers you're, you're analyzing these deals with? What work are you doing? What numbers do you expect to see on your returns? Dive right into that because I'm sure a lot of the listeners are curious about that. You know, they're looking to to see other people's strategies.
1: Right. So, you know, I think what's important. And when I started out, my strategy was to do it this way and it changes, you know, initially i was interested in only building a portfolio of single family rentals i was using conventional lending at that point um and as i grew i realized i was only going to be able to get so far with that um i've i'm still trying to feel my way you know i have nine properties have total of 13 units. We have another three unit under contract at the moment, which will bring us to 16. But nice. I have one mixed commercial property, mixed use. Uh, That was my first big commercial loan. Um, I didn't enjoy having to put 25% down, I have to say. I do like the 20% down (laughs) loans. It's the only thing with commercial. So I'm trying a few things at the moment. Who'd you I'm
0: use for that commercial lender for the 25%? i am sorry, for the use, 25% down.
1: I use the Upstate Bank in, okay. out of Rochester, local bank. Um, uh, it's on a fixed, so 25 years, and then it's a fixed rate of 5%. Hmm. Five years, though, and then it floats. So let's see what's happening in five years.
2: Right. Probably
1: yeah. not a great interest rate at that point, but yeah, I my, can't plan, imagine. <laughs> my plan with that property is to have it rehabbed and then we'll probably uh, refinance by then, but, um, strategy. Okay. So my strategy at the moment, I mean, I'm trying to invest all of my cash flow from the rentals, which is start, I'm starting to see that snowball quite nicely now, mm-hmm. uh, the last, the last year, um, recycle that back in. And then, you know, I like singles, Dante, I have to say, I mean,
0: Now, why do you like the singles? Cause a lot of people in this area like to do the multifamily, but what's the reason you like the singles in this area?
1: I particularly like singles because I don't have to worry about the water bills. I don't okay. have to worry about, uh, salting for snow. Like my commercial property, it's like a hundred dollars of salt over a few months for the snow. I mean,
0: right. You can pass electric, all that through, pass them on to the tenant. The
1: tenants cover all of that. Yep. Um, management. You know, I have a very, I have a very cheap arrangement with my management company. They charge me a fixed $50 a single don't, I know that's wow. out there now and don't, um, yeah, I, I've got a very good deal there. I won't
0: ask you who you use because, you know, then that will just get out there. I can't put that out
1: there. <laughs> um, but um, I, you know, I find that tenants stay. I mean, I can't compare too much because I've only owned my commercial, I you know, property and it has, you know, has a, a bodega in the first floor, but then I have, three, four apartments in the building. Right. I
0: remember seeing you on your Instagram.
1: That's right. So I, you know, so far that's been great and it's, it's a touch wood. It's like a commercial dream, but I have heard that tenants move a lot more in the multifamily. You know, they're moving in and out a lot more. Yeah. I find my tenants treat my properties more like it's kind of their home, you know? Exactly. I, that,
0: that's the thing with single family. They, they think yeah. it's more of their home. They, they feel like it's their home. They don't have exactly. neighbors above them, below them, next to them. I mean, yeah, yet next to them, but on separate properties yeah, versus you the commercial. Yeah, families. Exactly. More. Families are going to stay longer.
1: Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I like so far that I've noticed just from my experience um, is just being able to sell them off. I have one single at the moment, it's, I'm calling it my lemon. Uh, we're going to make some lemonade out of it. I think it's going to be fine. But basically, it's in a really nice area. It wasn't cheap when I purchased it back in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had a bad run. I've had two really bad destructive tenants. Ugh. We were in the middle of turning it uh, last week to get a new tenant in there. And we found a cracked tub through the Ugh. bottom, the complete crack tripping, subfloor is soaked, stripping into the oh. basement. It was a filthy mess. Holes in the walls. I mean just like a, a rental nightmare.
0: Yeah, and what you don't want to happen exactly. What
1: you don't want to happen. And the tenant was only in there for a year. She left in like the middle of the night. We didn't even know the place was empty until National Grid switched it over. You know, I'm on a landlord program with National Grid, which by the way is awesome because I, if, if anyone, if there are landlords out there that don't have that program, if you sign up for it, you automatically gets the account gets switched over to you. So there's never a lapse in electric or, or a gas. So there's always okay. power on. And you get So that's notified. just with the
0: uh, national grid. That's with national program.
1: grid. Yeah. Um, so I got this notification at three in the morning saying, you know, it had been switched over to me. So I called management and I'm like, what's happening? Are the, is the tenant not paying, paying the power bill or like what's going on? They go and check, she's she's gone, you know. (laughs) Just
0: made out like a bandit.
1: (laughs) Yep. So, cut a long story short, we decided after digging deeper into this turn that started, you know, costing you know, I don't like to spend more than two thousand dollars most to freshen a place up in between tenants, depending on the size of the place. But like, you know, so I mean, even two thousand
0: alone, that's a decent chunk. That's a
1: decent chunk, yeah. So it's starting to look four, five thousand. We've got to redo an entire bathroom now. We've got paint. We need it needs new carpet. New kitchen floor. There's holes in the kitchen floor. We don't even know how it looked like a pig had been roasted in the kitchen for like oh a my month. Goodness. I mean nightmare. But it turns out um we've decided because the area uh like salt springs, you know, you know that yep. salt yep. springs area? Towards uh, the s- the
0: south side, I wanna say?
1: Yeah, by Lemoyne College there.
0: Oh, okay. So Southeast side. Yep.
1: Yeah. Southeast. Um, it has gone up in value a little bit. And so we're like, we're going to just do a complete job on it and then we're just going to get rid of it.
0: Okay. So you're just selling that off then. Just
1: selling that one off and then we will reinvest in something else. But, um, it, I mean, I would have had to rent it out for another two years just to cover the costs. Oh, so yeah, yeah it, it's a shame, but I mean, normally this is the one good thing, I guess for me, I feel like with the singles, you, you have that power a little bit. You're like, you're buying, if you're buying right, there's always a little room to be able to sell them off. Yep. Um, you can move and we'll sell it to a first time home buyer. Not as easy with a five unit or a four unit or
0: right. Most definitely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a harder, excuse me, unless uh, your numbers are looking right, then it's easier to sell off those multis. But the single, true, there's definitely more, there's more demand for it because you're looking at investors and owner-occupants where versus the multi-families, you're typically only looking at investors. And
1: exactly. always yeah.
0: going to be a larger pool of owner-occupants than there is investors in, in any area. That's just yeah. how it is.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, on the flip side though, if someone had damaged a two-bedroom or a one-bedroom in a multi, we would never have got anywhere near the costs that it took for this four-bedroom
2: right. single yep. to
1: be rehabbed. You know, so there's, there's pros and cons with both. Um, just quickly getting back to like what I look for in a deal, I like to, you know, I put 5% aside for vacancy maintenance, CapEx, depending. Sometimes I put more for the CapEx. 5% percent know, each, that is. Yeah. If we know it's an older roof, I might go, or like older mechanicals, I might go much heavier on CapEx just to keep some aside. Okay. Um, Sometimes I don't worry too much about the vacancy because if I know, like one of my properties has been fully rented for like three years and they're always on time. So I know I'm pretty safe with the vacancy with that.
2: Yeah, But it's an older
1: property, I go, you know, I might adjust the numbers a little more for uh, maintenance and repairs.
0: Right. When's the furnace going to go? Is the hot water tank getting up on its life? Totally understand.
1: Inevitably, they always go when you least expect them and half the tenants aren't paying (laughs) and you're like, great, (laughs) just bought a new outfit and now I have to pay this? No. But um, (laughs) I, you know, I like to cash for at least... 400.
2: Okay, after all places. expenses, after, after setting money aside.
1: Yeah. Um but I mean I've been really lucky a lot. I mean I have a few singles that were packaged in a uh on a blanket loan um and they're bringing a cash on cash return of 35%. Oh I mean, wow, that's wild. great. I got an amazing deal with those. Um they're all relatively you know in pretty good shape so i'm not too worried about those numbers changing too much Um, right but yeah i mean it's the syracuse market's got a lot more competitive it's a lot harder to find deals now i'm finding definitely is a lot more competition so i'm i'm helping i'm mentoring well when i say mentoring i'm advising from my own experience—I can't really call myself a mentor yet because I don't have that much experience. But I'm helping someone that's just starting out in the Syracuse market, and he's been trying to buy a few things, and he keeps getting outbid. I mean, there's multiple there's multiple yep. buyers out there, and it's
0: oh yeah, I've got clients because I'm know? an agent. I've got clients the same right. way who are putting in bids, you know, putting in offers left and right, and it's just you've got cash buyers coming in or someone coming in with no inspection. You know, it yeah. just trumps their offer.
1: I just, I don't feel right about the no expect, inspection unless I've been able to have my contractor go through the property myself or like- Right, you if you are you have the contractor you, present. Exactly. But for someone out of state, I feel like, you know, and he's he's here in New Jersey. I just, you know, I kind of advise him like, when you're starting out, I, I mean, the inspections really helped me just keep track. I mean, I've never actually been out, have to, had to pull out of a, of a deal because the inspection was so bad. Right. But I've used it as a great check system to remember like, ah, oh, we do have this issue here, or this is something we need to keep an eye on, or this Yeah, it's is, almost
0: a leverage tool as well.
1: You know, I get an and inve- investors inspection, so it's not it's it's a little cheaper, they just hit on the main parts that we need right, to Right, where they at. where
0: they check every single outlet, every you know yeah. they, extremely... I mean the doorbell
1: <laughs> doesn't ring. Oh no, it's that Yeah, they that put type. that in the <laughs> report. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um but yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: So yeah. what's what's the long term goal for your investing? Are you looking to just acquire more smaller properties, more smaller uh multifamilies? Are you looking to get into a larger apartment building or a more commercial side of things? I know you said you're kind of getting to the commercial side. Is there a goal you have down the line or just keep inquiring anything that really comes across your path that works?
1: It's it's tricky. I you know, the cool thing about real estate that i've noticed is every day there's another opportunity for something Mm -hmm. to change or like to learn so even just today someone might send me a deal like hey have you ever thought about this particular place or would you be interested in raising capital to purchase this huge 20 unit or something and i'm always interested and i'm i'm Right now, you know, my goal at the beginning of the year, I said by the end of 2020, I want to have 20 units by 2020.
0: Okay. I think that's a very tangible goal.
1: I think that's possible. Um, Where, how I get to that point or where I would like to go, I see myself doing this until I die. I love it. I spend like 20 hours a day on it almost. Um, And I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of what is possible of course. um and you know it's just like meeting people being inspired by different people i mean everyone has a different strategy um there's plenty of houses to go around i know that even in tight markets we can still make deals happen um, i think i just i just need to keep learning and i'm definitely interested in getting into some bigger stuff um how that looks or exactly what or where that is, I'm kind of still figuring out, but. And I'm
0: um, sure it'll come right along when it, when it's, it's, it's time, you know, yeah, when when it's it's meant time. To be, I'll be happen. open
1: to it. I think. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but in the meantime, just kind of keep going, I need to sell this single, we have a three unit we need to, to rehab and, you know, just keep doing this, the smaller multis. I would love to do a burr. I haven't successfully been able to buy a burr yet. Um, but I think that will be a really fun experience and I know, you know, it's training right now. And,
0: uh, yeah, but- it's definitely big. I, I just started my first one. So I usually, awesome. yes. yeah, it's, it's very exciting. I mean, the property was listed for 75,000 and
2: right.
0: I got it for 42,000. So I got awesome. it well below. Wow. So, yeah. it, you know, first up there, I got my bids, all the contract and then that's the first time I'm also using private money. So right. I was able it's to neat. get together. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. So I was able to get together, uh, $80,000 of private money and Amazing. now I'm just super excited to put it to work. And the, the power of private lending is insane. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I'm kind of just starting to get into and it, it's, it's hard. Again, it's scratching like,
0: the surface, you know, It's exactly. just another new thing.
1: Yeah. Um, but private lending is something that I think is a great win win. It's great for us as investors. It's great for people who just want to make some passive income, I mean the stock market's a little tricky at the moment I know a lot of people are pulling out of that because of uncertainty so real estate is is looking like a great option but yeah burr is I mean it may absolutely makes the most sense as far oh, as
0: yeah I mean half the time you're funds. you're in a deal for nothing
1: Exactly and that's the best way to build you just got to make the numbers work and
0: Exactly yep.
1: yeah
2: um, so
0: it, it's cool because the, the the burr I'm doing, so it's a four bedroom, single family, it's two full baths. We're you know, we're just about gutting the whole thing. And right. We're putting it into a five bedroom, two full baths. So we're adding another bedroom, which is awesome. gonna at the appraisal add more value. Um and it, it's a pretty decent size square footage in the comps in that area right um, are, are pretty high so the numbers are looking pretty solid i got some investors really excited about it
2: and yeah i'm
0: also i'm also really excited about it too you know because i'm going to have a house with no money invested into it
1: exactly and i can use
0: that capital to deploy it to the next project and you just keep exactly. going that's you how can you just work.
1: recycle and exactly. in the meantime yep. you're building a cash flow, you know, with no money. I mean, infinity return on investment. Exactly. I Your just, cash on cash can't that. be calculated. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. When I run a deal through bigger pockets, through the calculator, you know, and it says infinity. And I'm like, Oh my God. It yep. just seems and too good to be true. Even if but- I'm losing,
0: if I am, even if I'm leaving $2,000 in the deal, I could care yeah. less because I that's, again, I don't have to put 20% down. I don't have to exactly. put 25% down. And sometimes yep. in some cases we're going to be able to pull that money out. So we actually are pulling out, yeah. All that money plus a little extra. Exactly. For yourself,
1: for the time. Exactly. Exactly. It's like
0: your acquisition fee, your asset (laughs) management fee. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah,
1: it's your your stress management fee. Stress and worry of the appraisal All
0: worth it. All worth (laughs) it. Well, that's Um, very
1: exciting. You'll have to do a podcast on that because we'll want to see the numbers and I'm sure your followers. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a great one.
0: Yeah, it will be. So we'll do some more with that. For being outside of your market that you currently invest in, do you use any programs to keep track of your properties, any property management programs, or you just use Excel spreadsheet? What are you using?
1: Um, Everything. You know, I'm a little old school. I have about 10 manila folders on my desk at the moment where I keep everything as paper. I know I'm not, you know, I'm kind of split between the millennial and Gen X a little bit. I guess it's Gen X, right. Right? Gen <laughs> X the one after millennials? I don't know. Whatever I am. Um, and I just, I like to see everything written down. I have a massive whiteboard in my office with everything that you can imagine. It's just detailed. But I have, I mean, I have a spreadsheet online. My management company um, they use a software program, so I can check in. I check in like four times a day. I'm like, what program is that? Um, it's called. Let me just pull it up here. On-site property manager.
0: On-site property manager. Okay, yeah. I haven't heard of that one.
1: Um, and you know, it just has my current. I mean, I can get everything. Get summary report, tenant reports, everything's in here. Financial reports. Um, it shows when the tenant has paid the rent, whether they paid by housing assistance or cash. I mean, the, and- whenever, So it breaks
0: down 100%, everything for you.
1: hundred percent. And then, you know, whenever there's a problem, well, maintenance calls, there's detailed notes on that. So I kind of keep track of, of that. And then at the end of the year, of course, you know, it's all the uh, information's exported and it's easy to, to keep track of the expenses and I can see how well the properties are doing.
0: That's um, good. I mean, that's, that's great. That's it's kind of I'm way. lucky
1: all my properties are with the same management company. So everything's just kind of there and in one place at the moment. So between that and my manila folder system and my whiteboard <laughs> system, I got everything pretty rounded out, but I mean, nothing, so not nothing super techy or exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm the stuff. same way you, you go into my office. I have binders.
1: With
0: with everything for each property has its own binder, and every single sheet of paper that has to do with that property you'll find in there. there.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's very easy because it's very easy to reference. I also keep uh, digital copies on my computer because when I'm moving around, I can pull up a lease and say, you know, well, this is what we agreed upon, blah, blah, blah. I'm not at that point yet where I have, you know, 80 units where I need to use a program like Buildium or or, uh, Portfolio or uh, I forgot the name of it. Where you have to keep track of everything. So it's nice we're at that point, but once we get up there, it'll be you'll have to use something to, to keep track of everything more efficiently. But it's yeah. that on-site property manager that definitely probably helps with the I, management company.
1: I could add one thing. I do use Stessa. I don't know okay. if anyone's yep. heard of Stessa. Yep. The only problem is uh they don't have and I've talked to customer service and I think they're working on trying to incorporate this into the system but you can't do so i have three singles that are on one blanket loan and Mm -hmm. i can't break it down in the stessa system they have Ah, that out so then now you know i have these three properties but i have to put for one property the full loan amount and then the other two
0: which skews the numbers it just
1: kind of messes everything up a little bit so i've kind of off that in the meantime but i actually really like the layout of that um i can see it's just kind of a nice it's just seeing everything in one spot is good. But I mean, yeah, until I, I, heard, I heard it's a great that. program. Yeah. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's free. Yeah, it is free. I don't think I've yep. ever paid anything for it. Yeah. So yeah, there's
0: like, there's like a paid version you can use that's higher up, but there is the free version that does a lot or just about everything. Plenty.
1: Yeah, exactly. So until they fix that one, you know, multi loan portfolio loan thing, I kind of can't use it, but I know they're working on that. So good. Yeah yeah
0: okay. um, how are you finding your deals? Are you on the MLS? Are you doing marketing campaigns? Do you have a broker off market that's bringing deals to you? How do you find those?
1: I have a broker off market finding me stuff, but I know the laws are changing with that. I, I, I know you probably know something about that where little. Yeah, I mean that the laws are kind of changing with how many off market deal well, what you can do with off market marketing and stuff now it's different. Um, which
0: I think is insane
1: i know it It just doesn't make any sense um so i did my first round of direct mailers a couple of days ago so i'm targeting basically the block that i own about six five properties on now and okay so you're targeting one area yeah um and you know i can just uh, i just go onto the tax map and i can find the address and i just right the and who are they out, owner? Yep. trying that um, I mean, I have notifications set up on the MLS and of course, through Zillow, com. But by the time anything's come on the market, it's usually, there's usually like a million people swarming all over it already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my broker will bring me stuff that he may know is coming on the market soon or like if people have, you know, that... He does um, direct mail campaigns, too. We find some stuff that way um, I mean my first few deals though to be honest, it was just all off Zillow um, okay, so- I had to start somewhere
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's no, how someone people do get started.
1: Yeah, I hadn't built that relationship with my broker yet where he kind of trusted me to get deals done so I mean I just had to do it like everyone else Um I don't have a realtor's license, so I, I don't have direct access to the MLS. I know a lot of investors used that, um, you know, that strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just have, you know, I, I'm set up now. I get notifications when something new comes on through the MLS, through my broker. Um, and then we can usually move on it pretty quickly. Uh, but let's see what these direct mail outs that I send out. I send a handwritten note. I put my logo up on there. I mean, who knows? I only sent about 50 out. Maybe if I get one, that'd probably be a good strike rate, right? but we'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, they... Stamps. Stamps. I went through so many stamps. I've been to the post office twice this week. Envelopes. I mean, this is not a cheap endeavor. Right. I, I mean, I've I done it something. too. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. So that's how uh, I'm currently working on one of my properties as I did direct marketing campaign again in the same area that I'm in just because it's easier to have everything in one area yes you're investing out of state but it makes sense to have everything in one area
1: I think so. like looking at a
0: bundle deal with property management you know
1: yeah I mean I'm sure people would say that's putting all your eggs in one basket you need to you know move it around a bit right now that's my target I do have properties in other areas as well that are you know just sitting out there by themselves. But right. I think if you can target an area that makes the most sense.
0: I would agree. So you know. when you were earlier, when you were talking about how you went to Barnes and Noble, got a bunch of books yes. and you started reading all of them, talk to me about yes. some favorites. I already know one you're going to probably mention, um, but go go ahead. Tell us what you like. Cause I'm sure people um, are always looking for
1: I mean, probably my favorite, I mean, one of the first properties that I read was actually build a rental property empire written by Mark Ferguson.
0: Yep. The blue one.
1: Really great. The blue one. And then it it really breaks everything down. It's really good. Yep. I I think that was one of my first. Um, and then the book on rental property investing Brandon Turner was another good one. I think he's redone that. Uh, this, I think I bought this a couple of years ago. I think he's, he's, um, going to release another one of those again soon, I think like updated version. Yep. Um, Brian Murray crushing it in apartments and commercial real estate. I am the biggest Brian Murray fan. I knew you were going to say that
0: one too. That's why I (laughs) said (laughs) his
1: book. It's just, it really inspired me to get into commercial real estate Mm -hmm. and just that you don't have to, it's, you can be a small investor and still crush it. In commercial real estate. I mean, yeah, he, he breaks it down so well. So good. I think he is just best. Um, Set for Life by Scott Trench. I know it's another like bigger pockets publishing book, but right. I liked how he touches on the whole just get out, like break out of the nine to five working for someone else you know, I mean, I especially feel connected to that kind of thinking because I've never had a W two job. Okay. I've been a self-employed freelancer as a model. You know, we don't, we don't get benefits. We're not salaried. It's all freelance work. Right.
0: It's whatever you, you can make whatever we insured, can get. Quote unquote.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I mean, real estate investing for me just kind of made sense. I, you know, being like being a freelancer. Um, and this book kind of just is like step out of that my that thinking of like security your job is security and you just work until you retire and then, you know, think bigger than that. And then, on top of that, big potential by Sean Aker. I know okay. I mentioned this in my YouTubes. I need to. Yep, yep. Think of some new <laughs> books actually, but another good one. It's just like we can only get so far. Is Individuals just doing things for ourselves and by ourselves. Like as a group or like connecting with other people, our potential is just endless. Like we can blow the roof off potential if we join together. And it's yeah. I mean, it. I also think and grow rich. Another good one. Um,
0: Napoleon. Napoleon or,
1: uh Yeah. Who's who? Yeah. Hill. I mean, Napoleon, Napoleon
0: Hill. Hill. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, Classic. Classic. Yeah. I haven't actually, you know, I bought that to read on holiday and I haven't got to it yet. There's a couple of books on my nightstand that I haven't got to, but I would say in a nutshell, I mean, the, I mean, I know everyone probably mentions these books that I've just mentioned. But. Well,
0: yeah, they, they, everyone mentions them because they're great materials. You know, they cover yeah. everything, they break things down and they're interesting reads. Like I've, I've bought some books, some real estate books or some investing books that I just it was so dry that I just, I couldn't take it, and I don't care yeah. how good the information was in it. I just I yeah. couldn't finish some of them.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah. Do you have a a mentor or someone that you're always talking to about properties? Um, someone that's kind of giving you some advice, or is it really just more of a relationship you're building with other investors?
2: I
1: mean, when I started, I was really I didn't really have anyone. You know, my father was a real estate. I mean, when he retired, actually, out of his corporate job, he decided to get into real estate. He sold large farms in New Zealand, so he was a rural agent, and okay. he did that from about year I mean when he retired so sixty five I guess, until he he got sick when he was seventy five. Um, okay. and he you know, when I first started investing, he was unwell. So I didn't really I wasn't able to talk to him about this stuff because I know he right. would have been really great. Because you know, and I you, I mean I I used to watch him like talk I've you know heard him talk about what he was doing but never kind of thought, oh, that all makes sense. <laughs> um so when I first started out it was really just kind of out there by myself. And I didn't really know about bigger pockets. I didn't know that there were people out there that would like help you. I kind of just kind of dived in and did it by myself in the beginning. Luckily started, I mean, my broker, Frank, you know, I started working with Frank when I, when I started investing in Syracuse and I mean, I bugged him nonstop and I feel really <laughs> bad about that <laughs> and I'm trying to make up for it, but like I had so much to learn and suddenly someone was able to answer my questions that I had in my, in my head, you know?
0: Right. Um, Instead of just looking online or something like that, exactly. you just a person you could contact. It's
1: just throwing stuff around with, um, luckily, you know, bigger pockets, then I kind of found bigger pockets, luckily, and mm-hmm. I was able to kind of connect with a few people there um, but lots I of
0: questions answered on that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the some of
1: them, some of them are a little far off, but, um, I mean, luckily there are forums out forums out there, but like, I get a few calls now, you know, like I said, I'm kind of mentoring a couple of people just to help them get started because right. We kind of where you that. are,
0: where you didn't have anyone, but now you yeah. do.
1: So if I can just share what I've learned so far, like, like I said, I'm no expert, but just guide them and just share my experiences and in, in mm-hmm. hopes that they can learn from that, then I feel like I'm giving back a little bit. Cause like, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really have anyone really, I know my dad would have been really great, but like I said, he was unwell and he's since passed, but I know, um, you know, like I said, my team now, you know, I have a contractor, even my attorney, we've kind of grown a relationship you know, built a relationship over the last three years. So working with all the same people, I mean, I've, I've learned a lot from them. I mean, I can ask some questions. So I drive my contractor mad half the time, but he thinks it's funny. (laughs) I I don't think it's funny, but
0: (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, that's just how it is. You, you build a team and you guys kind of build off of each other. You're learning from them. And And I I think the, yeah, no, go
1: ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, I hope I bring something to them that you know i mean i try and give back to them and help them as much as i can of
2: course
0: right make it worth their while, and yeah. i think like the uh the investor groups the meetups we go to or the meetups we host things like that um yeah I, I always think those are great and i talk about them on every single show because you're networking with people who are doing the same thing who have done what you've done but exactly. did it differently and you guys learn off each other and i can honestly say there hasn't been a single meetup i haven't gone to that I've been able to take something away from. Right. I I found two of my commercial mortgage lenders from there. I found one of my handyman guide that does some work. He just, he did a kitchen for me uh, about a month ago. Awesome. Um, You know what I mean? It's just every single time you go to one of these things, even if you're spending two hours there and you're just taking one thing away, it's worth it. You know, that that two hours can make a a $20,000 difference in a property for you by learning something or, or meeting with someone.
1: Yeah, yep And it's just support, isn't it? It's just knowing that there are other people out there having these problems with tenants. You're not the only one. Exactly. You're, not you're not doing a bad one. job mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and you, get, you, know. you
0: get so encouraged and like pumped up kind of too. Like after I get done with a meetup, I'm like, Yeah, all right, let's go exercise what I just learned. Let's go do it. Like I, I'm ready <laughs> yeah. to do this. You know, it, it definitely puts wind in your sails, kind of thing.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
0: For uh for this, the you said you started with private money lending, you or not yes. you didn't start with, you're getting started with. Where are you finding these private lenders? How are you building relationships with them? What are the terms you're doing with them? Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: So I was actually approached by uh, like a family friend, not even family, just a family friend, um, just who had been following my journey so far and was interested in um, kind of real estate and what I was doing. And we got talking Um, terms. I find... I mean I'm still getting used to pitching and I mean raising capital is one of the hardest things. It is, yep. I feel um it, and it it's also like I need to get out of my head and be like I'm not asking for money. This is a partnership. It's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Um also just you know trying to ignore that little chicken little voice in my head that's like, <laughs> well, why, why can't you do it by yourself? What do you need someone else for? Well, because I need to grow and I only have so much and, and just, you know, um, you
0: could scale much quicker this way.
1: Exactly. It just makes sense. And it's great for everyone. I think it was just that realization was like, oh, I'm actually helping someone if they come on board with me, you know,
0: it's a win-win for each party, you know,
1: exactly. Um, terms, my first, so my first deal, um the lender's giving me fifty K. We're just doing it for twelve months as like a warm up. Um and I'm offering him a very nice twelve <laughs> percent.
0: Wow. Um,
1: I know. You must have been I, dying I, for that money. I <laughs> um but I, I'm you know, planning I think ten percent. I think give given depending on the deal, um and, you know, I know this one's a home run, so it's easy for me. The the numbers work for me um, and, you know, we needed it quite quickly. So, I mean, it's case by case.
2: Right, it, it is. all
1: deals, I would possibly look more closer to like an 8 or 9%, but then at the end, maybe a slice of the, the equity pie.
0: There you go. The so exit.
1: You- yeah, there's lots of different ways. Um, yeah, and
0: that's the cool thing, again, about real estate. You can structure these things any way you want. Exactly. Um, Are you doing scheduled payments or balloon payment?
1: I'm doing I'm doing monthly interest payments.
0: Okay. Um, it, like interest only?
1: Interest only. And then the capital be, will be returned at the end of the term. I'm just comfortable with that. I know, ideally, if you're doing a flip or a burr even, it'd be nice to have deferred interest payments until the end, uh, you know,
2: in right. the form mm-hmm. of a
1: balloon. And I think maybe as I get more confident with, Dealing with private lenders, I will feel more confident about pitching that type of deal
0: oh, yeah, um, you got to get started you know, gotta get I'm comfortable
1: beginning I'm like I just threw out the best possible deal out there, and you know we'll see but i have I have told my investor that this is definitely a opening special as it were, and that yeah. you not <laughs> expect twelve percent for the for the next one but um yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, case you know, case by case, we'll see. Um,
0: so how good did it feel when uh, that lender gave you the okay to give you funds for the property?
1: It was almost too perfect and easy. Right? In a way. He, I yep. mean, yeah. Um, he had sold some stocks, actually. He had a nice run in the stock market and he wanted to diversify a little bit. Um, That's awesome. And so he's like, you know, I really see how dedicated you are to this and, you know, I'd like to be involved um and so it was actually quite exciting I felt like rather accomplished in that moment like oh I this was one of the hardest things for me to really get my head around was raising capital and I just made I just made it happen just a little bit
0: it it is and it's definitely difficult you're going to get a lot of no's and I like remember when I I first started doing the capital raising um I you know I just I emailed someone hey I I think I heard once when we were talking a while back that, you know, you lend some money to a flipper, possibly a family member. Would right. you be um, interested in doing a deal that I've got, you know, some of the details. So I sent him yes. over the proposal and everything. He's like, we'll start with 20 K and we'll go from there. And it's like, right. I got that email. It was so great. And it was like, we'll start with meaning like, you know, there's yeah, more to we, come. Yeah. And that was like my third investor, but it was still, it was, it was that easy. It was two emails. Email, right. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's also about, I mean obviously, you know you're doing a great job at you know you're investing, you're an agent, you have these podcasts you're very committed to what you want to do, and I think yes, when you put you. that out that it, it's great advertising and I mean it's not like you're doing it just to attract investors, but eventually at some point, if people will see what you 're doing and they want a part of that, I mean I've seen it myself I you know um, Wealth from rentals, Ashley. Ashley, yep, uh, she'll she'll be yeah. on tomorrow night. <laughs> she's awesome. I love her and the stuff that she's doing. I'm like, if I wasn't investing myself, I would be throwing money at her.
0: Right, exactly. She's so she,
1: transparent. You know, she she's. I I just I feel like I trust her with my money, and I don't have money to give her. And I'm right, and you and
0: have you even met her in person?
1: <laughs> no, of course not. I exactly. feel like I know her. Right. But, and so um,
0: she does a great job advertising herself and what she's doing. She's not advertising exactly. her properties.
1: No. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing. And it's not like she's even advertising that she even wants private money, but that's a perfect example. You know, you put out there, you know, what you're doing and people will, will see that you're having, you, know, you have success and they want to be a part of that. Um, so yeah. We'll yeah.
0: See. I think that's great again, because, there, there is a large pool of passive investors who truly want to be hundred percent passive. They want to write you a check and say, Hey, these are the scheduled payments or Hey, yeah. this is when I want it all back. And I don't really want to hear from you other than that, because that's, yeah. the, that's and how passive I sense. want to be.
1: I mean, think of the time that we put in, you know, I mean the time that we've, I, even for me, the time that I had to research Syracuse, the stress that I have sometimes, even though I love it but like dealing with tenants or putting, managing a contractor. I mean, that's mm-hmm. sort all of stuff and it's, that's very valuable, but I mean, someone in, in New York city or someone in tech doesn't have the time if they have a full-time job or they're in a high power job or they're retired in Florida. Or do they have sometimes they the money to
0: invest in that market? <laughs>
1: exactly. They don't want to be in Syracuse trying to figure all this stuff out that we've already, you know, Kind of pass the way through, you know. So I right. feel like, um, yeah. And there's there's a lot of people that would be interested in it, but it, it just seems too hard or it's too difficult. So that way we can all kind of help each other. We partner with that. Right.
0: Let let's let's break it down from the top: who it benefits, who it doesn't benefit, kind of things like that. Yeah. The private lender. Yeah. They're investing their money. It's diversified. They're getting interest. They're yes. also funding you to do a project so you can invest more and scale quicker. Yes. You also have a real estate agent who's going to take a commission off of that. You're also going to have a contractor who's going to make money off of the work be done at the property. Then you have yes. the lender who's going to get a lending standpoint from the property itself. Yep. And even on the other end of the spectrum, you have a tenant who needs a place to live, a exactly. nice quality place to live. Yep. No one loses in this. No one at all. The only con, so to speak, is you're paying a higher interest rate. But that's fine. We're willing to if pay that. it. The deal that.
1: works. It does. Exactly. Exactly. I remember reading. Now I can't remember in which of my favorite books I read this, but it, he was basically like, "Listen, stop worrying about the exchange rate, or mm-hmm. I mean, not the exchange rate, the the interest rate. The cost of money is irrelevant if the deal still works. Yep, it doesn't I hundred percent agree. Fifteen percent, if you can still make the deal happen, and You've run the numbers and everything works out. It doesn't matter that it costs. It's a deal
0: money. you couldn't have made work before.
1: Exactly. So yep. you know we get too hung up on this, like, oh, that that's high. But I mean, if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't worry about the cost of money. If it's still making you money, you know, it's not like you've just taken out a 20% interest loan on a Panamera Porsche Panamera and <laughs> it's right. just going to sit in the garage, you know, very interesting, though I might add, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and again, it's, it's that scaling so much quicker. I mean, how, how long exactly. would it take you to, to buy, you know, 30 to 40 single families to get to that point where you can buy that Porsche Panamera or something like that? It, exactly. exactly. But yeah. now we can split that into what? One fourth time, one tenth of the time, because we have someone else again, partnering on the deal.
1: Exactly. And they're benefiting mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. It it all makes a lot of sense. Um, but I know it, it's also, it's not an easy sell still. Um,
0: it's not because you, you're asking someone to trust you with X amount of money. I mean, how many people have 30 to $60,000 just sitting in an account waiting to you know give it to someone or someone yeah. who's just like, yeah, I don't know what to do with this money. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't, but convincing those people too can be difficult and you're going yeah, to get a it lot can of be nose life first.
1: savings. It can be, well, this is our retirement fund for, or this is what we've put aside for our gar- grandchildren. I mean, they're putting a lot of trust in you for sure. But as long as I mean, I take that I'm, I would be a lot more careless with my own money, a hundred percent, although I'm oh, yeah. not even careless with my own money, but I would take much higher risks with my own money.
0: And regardless, we're not, we're not, Foolish. You know, we know how to invest the money properly. We know how to take precautions and not put too much risk on our own money versus someone else. Um,
1: Exactly. I think that's
0: huge, especially because there might be a first lien position or there might be something worth in the fall. It's going to come back on us anyway. And
1: you want to build the relationship. You want them to want to roll over it. Right. Exactly.
0: You want, to you want them again. to throw money at you. Yeah, oh, exactly. Do another project. Here's some money for another one. Keep going.
2: So, I mean, yeah.
0: with that said, anyone that's listening, please feel free to hit us up to do some <laughs> private lending with us. We would like to yeah. multiply your money. Not that we don't have any money to do it. We just want more.
1: <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't? Yes.
0: So talk to me a little bit about an obstacle you had to overcome between all of this from the day one, when you started, all the way up to, you know, when you had a cracked bathtub and water was going through the subfloor tell me about yeah. what the biggest obstacle you would biggest, say you face we always talk biggest, about the successes
1: i know the biggest obstacles i mean uh as far as you know lending hasn't been a problem i mean besides dealing with the two bad tenants i mean obviously that's an obstacle um What you know, one we had to evict. But I remember at the time, you know, I was going through this, we were having a trouble. It was the first tenant that ruined the property, actually. Mm -hmm. She was there for two years. I mean, we were in and out of eviction court. She wasn't paying her rent. It was just this nightmare situation. And I remember thinking at the time, though, that it's important to go through this because everyone has to go through an eviction at one at, at some point I was never going to have a perfect record of like, Oh no, I've managed to pick the perfect tenants and everything's been fine. Every single
2: time. (laughs) I have these
1: perfect houses. I mean, it was actually a great learning experience and I realized that, yes, there is a reason that we put this money aside each month or that you need to have reserves because Mm -hmm. I had to pay a mortgage out of pocket for like three months and attorney fees for an eviction. And then, you know, I mean, luckily I had a security deposit because I know a lot of people don't take security deposit. That's kind of like a trending thing, which I I think is a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to, again, that, that security deposit first month's rent that's all it probably was and or something covered, around there
1: Exactly yeah
0: didn't even cover um, the mortgage probably or, or somewhat of it if it was yeah. a single family or if yeah, it was Yeah it wasn't too
1: bad actually it was like right. i think the 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 mortgage 500 and something all up you know wasn't like a big deal but at the time you know i only had three properties and i was one down already for like three months so i'm Right like, there's
0: right. 33% of the portfolio already exactly. down Exactly
1: <laughs> um but i mean that was a learning experience other obstacles i mean it was more just you know being out of state So obviously, I mean, it's also self, you know, relying on a property manager to... I'm
0: sure that can be scary.
1: I mean, it can be a little scary because, I mean, everyone knows no one takes care of the property like the owner. I mean, and that's just the way it is. I have... If I had a property management company, I wouldn't be going to every single property every day checking up on things. You know, it's just not the way things... No,
0: it's it's not yours.
1: If I had rental properties here in Jersey City, I would stop by on the way to the gym and walk past. I mean, I'd be a total freak, probably. I would be
2: the worst (laughs) landlord.
1: (laughs) You wouldn't want me as your landlord because I'd be you got a restraining order on your own property. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So I think in the beginning, you know, wanting to be really wanting to kind of micromanage and be involved, like, hey, what's this? And just I really had to kind of pull back and trust that my property managers were going to do their job. I was paying them to do their job. They're professional. They know the market. And I think for me, it might not seem like a big obstacle, but in my mind, I was like, but I want to do it this way. And why don't you go and check on that tenant? Because, or, you know, it was like, I wanted to be more involved. And I think as an out of state investor, that's always a struggle. I mean, you kind of just have to be like, you know what? fine i mean now i'm in touch with my property manager most days because you know we have more projects and um but you know back in the day i couldn't i couldn't email them every day i mean that just didn't make any sense you know right um, yeah as as far as that nothing too much you know i've had a couple of closings that took way too long we had an appraisal issue with one closing the appraiser uh basically you know, the properties didn't appraise for a high enough amount, but it was actually the appraiser's fault and we were able to have that readjusted and she was actually in the wrong. So that was an interesting obstacle. Um, you know, so so it's like more
0: that. like technical stuff for you, it sounds yes, like you know.
1: nothing 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 touch wood knocking on my head right now. Yeah. Um, nothing crazy. Um, you know, just the normal stuff being out of state not ideal can't always go and see stuff or like you're know, you not not investing
0: in your backyard sort of exactly
1: um but it is what it is i can't invest in my backyard i'd need i'd be broke
0: yeah it's a very expensive market you're at but that's that's the nice thing i like about investing where i am because sometimes i will go out of my way to stop by the property just to check it out you know just see what's going on
1: dream Why, why is
0: that going on out front you know okay hey let me call them real quick hey what's going on okay, we just fix that. Please. That's not what we agreed upon or, okay, everything's perfect. Everything checks out over here, you know, and there's something to be said for that. So I, sometimes I don't know how you do it because I don't think (laughs) I would ever be able to just put X amount of hundred thousand millions of dollars of a portfolio into someone else's hands.
1: I know Um, it's, I mean, there's a lot of trust and at the end of the day make it a, you know, your property manager can either make it or break it for you. I mean, it's yep. really, they're the ones that are dealing with it on a day to day basis. And like, that's
0: why it's so important to have a good property manager. You
1: have to, you have to, I mean, that is, I, I, I do have to say though, I wouldn't want to self-manage. I think what property managers do, especially in Syracuse, it can be very difficult. Um, they're dealing with difficult tenants. Um, you know, the snow, I mean, I really think that it's money very well spent up there. It, yeah. Um, they do a lot of, a lot of hard work and, um, I'm grateful to have them up there. I don't know if I lived, if, you know, if I lived in Syracuse myself, if I would, I would probably give it a shot.
2: It's tough. How long
1: I would last. <laughs> it's hard to say there'd probably be a bit going on somewhere like how long I could handle it. But, um, <laughs> ideally at some point I would like to, I would like the experience to do it. Maybe just not in Syracuse, maybe just somewhere, you know, I could sell right, it. Just to see what's
0: going on what they go through on the day to day. So
1: exactly. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's yeah. great. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up here, but I would okay. like you to, um, any advice you'd give to new investors, someone who's looking to get started or even someone that is started that just is looking to get a little bit more in depth, scale a little bit more um, in the real estate investing realm.
1: I would say to people just getting started, just educate yourself as much as you can, but then just kind of just go for it too. Don't overthink too much. It's never going to be the right time. Um, You kind of just have to take that first step. You're not going to know everything when you first get started. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that you can't even imagine will you will learn as you get into it. Just go for it. Like I said, don't rush it though. Educate yourself. Read. Read up on what you can. Get to know your market. Decide if you, you know, if you can. Do you want to be a multifamily investor? Do you want to do single family? Are you interested in mobile home parks like Brandon Turner Yeah, and and
0: Brian hopping on board with them? Yep.
1: Exactly. And Brian, my favorite Brian. Hi Brian. If you're listening, Um, (laughs) but I mean, just go for it, you know, don't overthink it, but um, educate yourself and, and try and find a mentor, try and find someone that that's already doing it. I'm sure they'll be happy to take a call or two. Um, You know, like I said, I help a couple of guys right now and it, it, it brings me pleasure to help them and see them do deals. And there are a lot of people out there. It, it's a very welcoming community. Um, mm-hmm. I find investors only want to help each other. There's nothing, you know, there's no competition. It's not as
0: nearly as bad blood as people think it is, you know?
1: No, I don't know what it's like for an agent. Cause so I feel like with agents, it's a, it's a whole different animal. But- a little bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I can't really talk on your behalf, but like as far as investors go, I feel like, you know, we're all really banded together and everyone has a different strategy and everyone's buying in different markets or areas in the city. And like people just want to help each other. Like, Hey, is your con, do you have a good contractor? Or like, not that I like to share my contractor. The contractor is probably the one person I won't recommend to anyone because I want him all for myself.
0: Yes. (laughs) They're very hard to find. And when you have, you need to hold on very tight.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, but yeah, newbies out there, just, yeah. Read as much as you can get online. Get in forums and then just just get out there and do it and learn. and you If know. the
0: people listening on this podcast have not yes. figured out this many episodes in by now that they need to just educate themselves, they should probably shouldn't do this because <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone I've that? asked the same question to, they're just oh, like, no. over, over-educate yourself, learn, <laughs> take in as much information, knowledge is power.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, knowledge is power, exactly. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, where can people connect with you, find out more about you, or even pick your brain and talk to you a little bit more if they have questions, where can they uh, reach out to you?
1: I think uh, the best way would be just go to my Instagram. I'm at themodel.investor. I have a link to my YouTube on there. You can direct message me. Um, I think I have my, yeah, no, I think that's the best way.
0: Okay, um, wonderful. Everyone
1: knows Instagram. But yes, thank you everyone for listening. And I hope I didn't babble on with my accent too much.
0: No, no, it's great. So thank you guys so much for listening again, stopping into another episode. Give us five stars in the rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Follow us, subscribe to us on Spotify, and we'll listen in with you next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you took something away from today's episode. For more information, you can find us on Instagram at Dante Belmonte.
2: See you next time.